Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Ocean View Podcast. No matter where you're at in our country or around the world, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Now sit back and enjoy this week's message. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining with us uh, as we uh, continue this series called Now What? Now, right off the top, I, I want to share something. I, I just got done watching one of my favorite movies of all time, and it's called The Karate Kid. And if you've never seen the movie, um, I, I just, let me just share this. One of my favorite parts in it is there's a, a young boy by the name of Daniel, and Daniel's going through the teenage years and, and peer pressure and, and all kind of stuff that is making his life difficult. He meets a man by the name of Mr. Miyagi, and he really wants Mr. Miyagi to teach him karate so he can defend himself. And so finally, after a lot of prodding and after a lot of discussion, Mr. Miyagi decides, okay, I will teach you. And as he looks at Daniel, Daniel's thinking to himself, himself. This is awesome. I'm going to have a better life. I'm going to be able to navigate my life much better. And uh, he's like, all right, ready. Teach me how to punch. Teach me how to kick. And Mr. Miyagi looks at him and he looks and there's a bunch of cars that are out in front of Mr. Miyagi's uh, house. And he takes uh, Daniel's hand and he lifts it up and he puts a sponge in his hand. And he said, you need to wash and wax all the cars. And Daniel is looking and he's saying, you know, why do I have to wax these cars? And he's like, ah, no questions, no questions. And so Daniel starts to wash the cars and to wax the cars. And Mr. Miyagi comes up and he says, no, 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 wax on, wax off. And he goes both sides. There's a specific way he has to do it. And so Daniel finishes washing all these cars, not understanding what this has to do with karate. And Mr. Miyagi comes back out. And he starts to ask questions. And Mr. Maggie says, no questions. And Daniel turns and looks and you can sense the tension. Because what Daniel wants is to learn karate. And he just got done spending hours washing and waxing a bunch of cars. He left that night feeling empty. Feeling as if what I just did makes no sense. And I don't understand how what I just did connects to karate or to a better life. Well, today we're going to talk about followers of Jesus. And I think you and I, we can end up living every day and feeling like Daniel. That we work really hard to try and be as good of Christian as we can be. But many times we don't know how it connects or how we fit into God's greater purpose. And when we learn how to connect those two, when we understand our responsibilities, and we can connect them to God's greater purpose, that's when we can begin to have a better life. And today, my prayer is, is that as we unpack about three points, that you will begin to be able to connect what you're doing today with what God expects and to begin living a better life. And so to lead this off, I want to share this with you. If you learn to have an authentic faith, you will have a better life. If you learn how to understand his greater purpose and how it connects to what you're doing today. And if you can tie those together, you will begin having a better life today. I promise you. In fact, there is a man by the name of Paul. And Paul is writing to a lot of followers of Jesus. And he is beginning to unpack some of the stress that Christians are having. And he's trying to illustrate this exact point and tie us to God's greater purpose purpose. 
And one of the first things that Paul is going to teach you and I today is that before we start and before we understand karate or before we understand God's greater purpose, we have to know exactly where we fit. And we're going to unpack this now in Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 4. Follow along with me. Paul says, well, then should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we've died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? The first thing he says is, you're human. And authentic faith is not easy. Your tendency is going to be to sin. That's our human nature. Our tendency is not going to lead us toward doing what God calls us to to do. It is going to always lead us towards doing what we want. And sometimes what we want doesn't line up with God wants, and that's called sin. And Paul says, should you keep doing that? Well, of course not. And so here's where I, I start sensing some difficulties for you and I. Because, all right, I'm human, and I'm, I'm not going to be perfect, but I shouldn't keep sinning. And so I sin, but I don't want to be perfect. You will never be perfect and you shouldn't keep sinning. And so, Terry, I'm not understanding this. That's what makes it difficult. So how can I really fit into God's greater plan? How can I live in a life of authentic faith if I'm balancing between leaning towards sin but understanding that I'll never be perfect? I'm just, I'm confused. Well, let me tell you what Paul says to you and I. And he continues this in Romans chapter 11, and he shares this principle. He says, for who can know the Lord's thought? Who can know God's greater purpose? Who knows enough to give him advice? Who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? The first thing he says to you and I is, Terry, you need to know your role. You want to live an authentic faith? You need to understand your role. Sometimes, Terry, you become your own God. You think the way you live is best for your life. And Paul said, who could give God advice? Who could pay him back for all that he is? Nobody, because he's God. And if I understand my role and my purpose first and foremost, I understand that he is God and I am not. And that's the first thing I would say. If you don't hear anything else I say this morning, maybe today you needed to be reminded that he is God, he is in control, and you are not. And if you could start understanding that and living your life with that kind of filter, you will have a better life. Let me illustrate this a different way. I was a baseball player in high school and college, and I'll never forget in my high school years, I was at bat. And as I was at bat, my job as the hitter was to try to hit the ball so that I could get a runner that was on third base home. And there is a play in baseball, and it's called a squeeze bunt. It's where the batter doesn't swing away and try and hit the ball, but instead he very gently holds the bat out front, and when the pitch comes, he bunts the ball onto the ground, and as the ball goes on the ground, the runner can score. That's called a squeeze bunt. Now here's one more aspect to the squeeze bunt, is when the pitcher starts to pitch, the runner at third base starts running as fast as he can down the third baseline, towards home plate because the runner knows that me as the batter, I am not going to swing away and possibly hit him with the ball or hit him with the bat, causing him serious injury. So there's a lot of trust in this play. 
But if you work the play right, if you know your role, then you will have success. So I'll never forget, I was on the baseball field and all of a sudden here the, the coach calls me. I step out of the box, I look, the coach gives me a signal, which is the squeeze bunt. I missed it. The runner didn't. The pitcher starts to pitch the ball. The runner starts running as fast as he can down the third baseline. I swing away and I hit a screaming line drive down the third baseline that missed the runner by this much and actually hit my coach. He was okay. But here's the truth. At that point, I didn't complete what I was supposed to do. I didn't understand my role. I didn't understand my purpose. And we didn't have success. If we understand our role as Christians, first and foremost, it will lead to a better life. Because we will understand what our responsibility and our role is here on this earth. Here's the truth, and here's the filter we need to understand. God owns it all. I've said this before a few times, but I want to make sure you understand. God owns my talent, my personality, my resources, my kids, my family. If you can learn, first and foremost, that this Christian life needs to be led with open hands, that God has blessed me with my family, my resources, my friends, all of it, then I can begin to live every day with a heart of appreciation and understanding for who my God is. Because here's the truth. My God gives it all. And so when I don't understand things, is it frustrating? Yes. But when I can filter that through the fact that my God owns everything and my God has blessed me with everything, I have appreciation for my God. When I am tired of being trapped in my house for 50 straight days, Instead of complaining and being angry at God, I can understand that God has blessed me with all that I have and he is going to take care of my needs. And so we need to understand our role first and foremost. There's a second principle to lead, that leads to an authentic faith which leads to a better life and it's this. You need to understand your purpose. I've said this before. Do you understand that you have a purpose in life? Daniel didn't understand how waxing a car connected with karate. We as Christians, we live life at times doing what we want to do, not understanding how it connects to a better and authentic faith. And Paul understood this. And Paul is going to remind you and me today of what our purpose is in life. And here it is, Romans chapter 11. For everything comes from him and exists by his power, and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. Amen. You see, I think there are many of us as Christians who think that Christianity have to do with other things, that they're not connected to that greater purpose. It's like washing and waxing the car because I want my car to look good. That's not why Daniel washed and waxed Mr. Miyagi's car. It wasn't so Mr. Miyagi could have nice, shining, new cars. It was to teach him the purpose of karate. And for you and I today, we need to begin understanding our purpose so we can live a Christian life that's attached to honoring and glorifying who he is. I think sometimes you and I think that being a Christian means to do good. And while doing good is a part of it, there is more to the Christian life than just doing and being 
good. In fact, I would say this. I think a lot of people fall away from Christianity because they think that's all that Christianity is. And let's be honest, if all that this was was washing and waxing cars, it would be pretty boring, wouldn't it? Daniel was tired of washing and waxing cars. He didn't understand how it connected. And there's a lot of individuals that, have, that think Christianity is a list of do's and don'ts. In fact, I think there's a lot of people, maybe you're watching, that you have never trusted Christ and you don't want to be a follower of Jesus because you think Christianity is all about a list of don't do this and don't do this and don't do this and don't do this and don't do this. And that list is pages and pages and pages long and you get tired and you get frustrated and you don't understand how it connects to a greater purpose. And because of it, you end up giving up. There is more to the Christian life than just doing good and being good. You see, there are a lot of people that do good but are still left feeling empty, much like Daniel did. Let me illustrate this a different way. I'm so proud of our church. And yes, I'm going to share this with you. Over the course of the past month during this pandemic, our church has been mobilized. Our servant leaders, so proud of our deacons. There are so many churches that tell horror stories about deacons and and about just all kinds of stuff that have nothing to do with Christianity. But our deacons, they understand their role as servant leaders. And over the course of the past month, they have mobilized together and they have packed almost 2,000 meals for our local community. I was privileged to be able to bring my son with me on both of those packing ventures that we took. And I remember driving to the second packing and I was engaging in a conversation with him and I asked him, I said, Connor, I said, "Um, you know, are you excited about packing these meals? And he just kind of looked at me and and gave me a, a young, almost teenage boy response of, yeah, and as a pastor and as a dad, I wanted to make sure my son connected the dots and, you know, he understood that it was a greater purpose and I'm trying to tell him and trying to tell him. But I don't think he was really understanding. Well, at the end of the packing for the second trip, we, we did something that we didn't do the first time. My son and I, we joined a team of people to take all the bins and to drive them into the community that they were going to be distributed. As we were driving into this community, We were driving by homes and there were kids, grandparents, family members outside on the front porch walking down the street. And Connor was just watching and he turned and he looked at me and he said, Dad, are these some of the families that are going to receive the food that we've packed? And I said, yes, son. This is one of the communities that we're going to deliver food to. And as we unpacked all the boxes and, and we piled them up and we heard individuals tell us how much this is going to help a young child tonight not go hungry. We got back in my car and we drove and Connor looked at me and said, Dad, I'm really glad that we did that. I understand now why it's so important for us to do things like that. You see, when you can understand that it's not just about doing good, but when you can understand that there's a greater purpose. And that greater purpose is, is to follow what God calls us to do, which then gives glory to the fact that he owns it all and he gives it all. And by every family in our community that received a bag of food, they knew that they were receiving it, not from man, not from a church, but from God, because we were all designed 
to glorify God. We were all designed to give honor, glory, and praise to God in our lives. If you want to have a better life as a follower of Jesus, you have to understand that how you praise him, how you obey him, how you give to him, how you serve him, all connects to a greater purpose and will lead to an authentic faith. Now, I know after going through all of that, some of you are sitting there saying, well, Terry, I think I'd do some of that. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure. And so, Terry, how do I know if I'm living an authentic life? And I love to use an illustration of this rubber band. How do you know you're living an authentic life? I always say there's tension. There's tension. And Paul understood this tension. And Paul is going to unpack this, and this is the final point. So lean in for just a second so that you can understand where you're at in living an authentic faith. Romans chapter 7, verse 15. Follow along. Paul says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. But if I know that what I want, what I want, Excuse me, but if I know that what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. Here's what Paul says I know that as a follower of Jesus, I want to do what is right and I want to connect with God's purpose. But at the same time, there is sin within me that pulls me in the opposite direction. And every day I am battling a choice between doing what is right and connecting to God's purpose or sinning and doing what is wrong. And there is this tension. And so Terry, how can I have a better life? I believe there are three categories of individuals. The first category of individuals are those that might have given up on following Jesus. And I want you to hear me. It got too hard, it got too difficult, and it was just easier to just keep sinning. And what you're doing right now is running. You're running from God, you're running from others that are pointing you to God because you don't want to connect to anything about God's glory because it reminds you and reminds your heart of who God is and you're running. And yes, there's no tension there. On that side, you're just running and you've totally given up. There's the other side. There are the perfect Christians. There are the Christians who portray and who pride themselves on doing what is right. And I will tell you, I applaud you. But you have made the goal of Christianity about showing others that you can be close to perfect. But that's not what Christianity is about. It has nothing to do about you. It has everything to do about bringing glory to God. And living the perfect life doesn't push people toward God. It actually pushes people away from God. So how do I live a better life? What's that third area, Pastor Terry? It's those of us who understand that we will never be perfect and that we will make mistakes. And what we do is we don't continue to make mistakes, but we continue to live within the tension. 
if you want to live an authentic life, you have to learn that living within this tension, that understanding that this tension is going to be there, that you're never going to be perfect, and that you never should only sin, but that you should battle every single day in your life to bring glory to God. Last week I said this, and I want you to hear me and hear me clearly. Christianity is not about living the perfect life. Christianity is all about what you do with the imperfections of life. When you do sin, do you join in that tension and push back against sinning? Or do you just continue to sin? And Paul says, of course not. I should never do that. And so today, do you know your role? Do you understand what God's calling you to today? And do you understand, secondly, your purpose, which connects you to an amazing God and our purpose is to bring glory to him. That what you do today is not about you, but what you do today has everything to do about him. And when you can connect washing and waxing the car to karate, when you can connect doing good and following what God calls you to, to the fact that you are bringing glory to him and to his greater purpose, you will begin to have an authentic faith. And I just want to remind you one last time, if you learn to have an authentic faith, you will have a better life. At the end of that movie in Karate Kid, he put all of those motions together and became a dominant student of karate. But more importantly, Daniel in his heart understood the true purpose of what he was doing. And my prayer for followers of Jesus is that we understand that what we're doing connects to an amazing God and always brings glory to him, which leads to a better life. May God bless you. Can we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our time together today. Thank you so much for your love, your grace, and your mercy. And God, I pray for everyone watching and listening right now that we would understand that what we do today connects to a greater purpose and can lead to authentic faith and a better life. So God, may we never forget that what we do today matters, that what we do today has purpose, and what we do today will inspire others to an incredible God. So God, today, whatever we choose to do, whatever you call us to do, may we know that it brings joy to your heart because there is a greater purpose and plan. We love you, Lord, and we bless you. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. May God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. If you would like more information about the ministries at Ocean View, or if you'd like to speak to someone directly, you can visit our website at www.ovbc.org. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.